This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Now, hold on to yourselves. There's one more thing. A terrible presence is in there with her. So much rage, so much betrayal. Never sensed anything like it. I don't know what hovers over this house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take your dog away from you. It keeps Caroline very close to it and away from the spectral light. It lies to her. It says things only a child can understand. It has been using her to restrain the others. To her, it simply is another child. To us, it is the beast. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back. American Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. I got a very big show for you today. I'm going to present knowledge that unless you did research, you'll never hear this. That's what I keep saying. That unless Patriots like you and me stand up and put our voice out there, Nothing will ever change, and our country will continue to deteriorate at a rapid pace. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Please share this podcast with your family and your friends and help them get out of the darkness that is going on in this world. We're going to discuss a few things today number one who owns the media it's important that you understand that who actually owns the media not just in america but across the globe saul alinsky was a communist that wrote 12 rules for radicals this is what the media and BLM and TIFA people are using as a guide, quote, a Bible, so they can do what they do. Americans trust in the media compared by the political party. 
the Democrats have a different view of the world compared to the conservatives. There was a time in this country where the mass Democrats were actually conservative people. That's what you have to understand, that the Democrat Party is forcing anyone in their party to leave conservative views of this world. You heard in the beginning of the podcast a soundbite from Poltergeist where this lady was brought in to try to defeat the beast and bring the family's girl back into reality, back from the world that the beast lived in into the world that they live in. And we're going to talk more about the beast in reference to the truth of the world. So let's talk, uh, let's talk about who actually owns the media. Massive corporations dominate the U.S. media landscape. Throughout a history of mergers, acquisitions, these companies have concentrated their control over what we see, hear, and read. This is why you have this massive, growing, leftist, communist ideology. is because the power of the money is now driving the information that these people receive. Why are they doing this? Why has the media shifted from telling you the truth into a narrative of the utopia society that they want to build? Very simple. Saul Alinsky's 12 Rules of Radicals. You can check it out in the show notes. I'm only going to talk to you about one of those 12. It's rule number 10. If you push a negative hard enough, it will push through and become a positive. And this is the explanation of that rule 10. Violence from the other side can win the public to your side because the public sympathizes with the underdog. Look, it doesn't matter who the underdog is. And in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, the underdogs that two of the three lost their life are criminals. They're evil people. But yet the left is lifting them up as heroes in this world. Negative turned positive. Unions use this tactics. Peaceful, all bit loud demonstrations during the heyday of unions in the early mid-20th century incurred management wrath, often in the form of violence that eventually brought public sympathy to their side. They all felt bad 
about the workers and their conditions and how much they were getting paid. And in some cases, that was true. In some cases, these evil corporations would take advantage of the lower class people and they should protest. I get that. But now it is everywhere. The protesting is not about conditions of America. Because we only have 11% of this population that lives in poverty. Compared to 50, 60 years ago when you had 40% living in poverty. But yet they won't get off of this narrative. They have to have this narrative that people are suffering in America. Through violence, through justice system, whatever it is. So they have to push this rule of a negative so hard that people start believing everything that the media tells them. However, not everyone is believing it. The majority of people that are believing it are on the Democrat side, the liberal leftist side, believe what the media is telling them. The conservatives are going downhill tremendously because they know the truth. They know the truth, and they can hear people lying and having a narrative. They understand that, and that's why the media is at its lowest, the lowest in the history of this country of people believing the media is true. However, like I said, I'm going to present some information to you that's going to blow your mind as it relates to trusting the media. So when we get back from the break, stand by, don't go away, because we're going to talk about Americans remain distrustful of the mass media. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist, and the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be here when you hear Mother Freedom 
news.gallup.com it's a Gallup poll that has been conducted since 1972 but we're only going to discuss from 1998 until the present and one of the questions that they talk about and ask Americans across this country since 1972 is this in general how much trust and confidence do you have in the mass media, such as newspaper, TV, and radio, when it comes to reporting the news fully, accurately, and fairly? And the choices is a great deal, a fair amount, not very much, or none at all. We're going to talk about the first two. Percentage of a great deal of people that believe in the media and or a fair amount of people that believe in the media based upon political party. Bill Clinton was the president in 1998, and the poll results were this. 59% of the Democrats had a great deal or fair amount of trust in the media. 52% of the conservatives had the same ideas, great deal or fair amount. So the country in 1998 was united as it relates to the media. That was the last time, the very last time that it was that close between conservatives and Democrats. In 2004, 
and 2005. It changed. In 2005, the Democrats had a 70% and the conservatives dropped the 31%. This is when the split started. And as we know, 2004, who was president? Bush. 2006 comes along. And then Obama becomes president. Kind of weird how these numbers work out because the Democrats started dropping and trusting the media during the Obama days. In 2009, 58% of Democrats, 36% of conservatives. And then it's held steady from basically 2009 until 2016. What happened in 2016? President Trump was elected. In 2016, 51% of the Democrats or progressives, 32%, or I'm sorry, 14% of the conservatives believed in what the media was telling them. So you can see how it's, the disparity is starting to split when Trump became president. We're not surprised about this. However, we're in 2021. So from 2016 to 2017, one year after Trump was in office, the conservatives still was sitting at 14% even though Trump was in the office, they still did not believe the media at a very small rate. However, the Democrats, the progressives, jumped to 72%. So they started believing all the crap that the media was talking about Trump with the Russian collusion, all that stuff became reality to them. And then in 2018, it went to 76%. So we're talking about almost eight of every 10 Democrats believed the media was telling them the truth. It's kind of funny is in 2018, the conservatives went from 14 to 21%. However, it started dropping drastically after that. So in 2020, the year Donald Trump left the office, this is how the results are. 73% of the, cons cons of the progressive Democrats now believe that the media is telling the truth, and 10%, the lowest ever conservatives believe that the media is telling the truth. It's, it's astronomical, the separation that has happened in this country. Why? Because the media lies every single day. 
and the progressives refuse to do any kind of research and find that they don't care about the truth. Do you understand that? They don't care. They only care about controlling you because you are a deplorable. You're a waste of a human being to them. So they will continue to lie over and over again. This is where we're at. Unfortunately, this is where we're at. Ben Ferguson, if you haven't listened to his podcast, the Ben Ferguson podcast, breaks it down. He distributes and shows video clips and sound bites of the media talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial before and after the verdict when he was proven not guilty by a court of all charges. But they continue to spew these lies because they cannot get off the fact whatsoever of apologizing for any kind of mistakes. And I hope and pray that Kyle Rittenhouse gets hundreds, if not thousands, of great lawyers and go and sue every single media outlet in America for defaming his name and calling him a racist and a white supremacist, because that's not what he was doing. He was protecting his property, his parents' property. And he was found not guilty, self-defense. But these people won't let it go. So listen to Ben Ferguson as he presents what the media is talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, thank goodness we have a judicial system in this country that could see through the propaganda of the media. Thank goodness that we have a system that refused to be uh, indi- or, or go with the insanity of the media. Now, Rittenhouse, he needs to sue. Rittenhouse needs to sue and sue for every dollar he can get his hands on. And the media and this president who refused to accept the reality of the situation, they deserve to be held accountable for this. Now, I hope that Rittenhouse gets millions and hundreds and hundreds of millions. But I also be smart about this and he starts suing and going to court, not taking the settlements from some of these people that came after him. Now, I will remind you of what the media had to say about him. They were pure evil and they made it all up and they lied about him from day one when this happened back in August. And if you don't remember what they said, every single one of the people I'm going to play for you in the media that I'm about to play for you right now deserves to lose their jobs. They deserve to be sued. The networks that they were with deserve to be sued because they wanted to destroy this kid's life and are still trying to destroy his life. Even the President of the United States of America getting in on it. Why? Because they want to divide the country based on race. Kenosha shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, 
the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving, uh, Blue Lives Matter, social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy mm. who drove across state lines with an AR-15 and started uh, shooting people up including a guy with a skateboard. Kyle Rittenhouse, who has killed protesters, unarmed protesters. Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old that went with a weapon into the middle of uh, protests uh, and then provoked people and then shot and killed them. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy from out of state drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck, shoots right and kills yeah. a couple of people, uh, shooting wildly, running around, uh, acting like... Uh, rent a cop drove across state lines armed with a rifle to go and shoot people. What a dark, uh, dystopian scene where a 17 year old boy is carrying around a rifle, running around and, and gunning down protesters. America was built on the Constitution that every individual has a right to a jury of his peers to determine if a crime was committed. And this is what happened with Cal Rittenhouse. But yet the media will not let go and say, okay, we get it, it's over with, the trial's done. They're going to be talking about this young man for months, if not years, unless their pocket is being hit. And this is what needs to happen. I hope that he and his lawyers sue every one of the media, the newspapers, and Biden. Yes, you heard me, the president, for millions and millions and millions of dollars. Because like I said, the corporate media is owned by big business, big corporate people. And they don't know anything about the Constitution of the United States and how it defends you and defamation of your name and being dragged through the mud. But they're fixing to find out. Last but not least, I want to share at the final closing of this podcast, Revelations, talking about the beast. This is the beginning of the ability of the beast to come into the world and have access, media, video, internet access across the globe and control the world. This is just the beginning. This is going to happen. Whether you believe it or not, that is your perspective. My perspective is our God is great. His word has never failed and has never, ever been proven untrue. 
if that is the case, what John was presented by Jesus Christ in Revelation is going to happen. This is the Gunny shared a podcast far and wide out. During the future tribulation period, the world will be ruled by a godless man presiding over an evil governmental system. The Bible associates this end times ruler with a terrible beast in Revelation and in Daniel. In Revelation chapter 13, John sees a nightmarish vision of a dragon and two beasts. The first beast comes out of the sea and receives power from the dragon, or Satan. This beast is a true monstrosity. It had ten horns and seven heads, with ten crowns on its horns and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. Revelation chapter 13 verses 1 and 2. Daniel's vision of the beast is similar in many ways to John's in Daniel chapter 7 verses 7 through 8 and 19 through 27. Studying both Daniel and Revelation in tandem is profitable. In Revelation, the term beast refers to two related entities. Sometimes the beast refers to the end times empire. The seven heads and ten horns indicate that the beast will be a coalition of nations that rises to power to subdue the earth under Satan's control. Later references to the beast in Revelation picture an individual, the man who is the political leader and the head of the beastly empire. The beast will receive a deadly wound and be healed of it, Revelation chapter 13 verse 3. He will exert authority over the whole world and demand worship, verses 7 through 8. He will wage war against God's people and he will prevail against them for a time, Revelation chapter 13 verse 7 and Daniel chapter 7 verse 21. However, the beast's time is short according to Revelation chapter 13 verse 5 and Daniel chapter 7 verse 25, he will only be permitted absolute authority for 42 months or three and a half years. We believe that the beast in Revelation is the Antichrist, the one who will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4. He is also called the man of lawlessness and the man doomed to destruction. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3. In Daniel's vision, the Antichrist is the little horn that rises from the head of the terrifying beast. Daniel chapter 7 verse 8. When the Lord returns in judgment, he will defeat the beast and destroy his empire. Revelation chapter 19 verses 19 through 20. And Daniel chapter 7 verse 11. The beast will be cast alive into the lake of fire, but the identity of the individual who will become the beast of Revelation is not yet known. According to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, this man will be revealed only when God removes the restraining influence of the Holy Spirit from the earth. It is interesting to compare the differing biblical visions of the kingdoms of the world. In Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar dreams of the kingdoms of the world as a large statue, an enormous dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. Daniel chapter 2 verse 31. The prophet Daniel later sees a vision of the same kingdoms except he sees them as hideous beasts. Daniel chapter 7. In John's vision of the final worldly kingdom, the empire is portrayed as a grotesque and misshapen beast. These passages present two very different perspectives on kingdoms mankind builds. Man sees his creations as imposing monuments and works of art fashioned of valuable metals. However, God's view of the same kingdoms is that they are unnatural monsters, and the beast of Revelation will be the worst of them all.